0: On this episode of This Is Game Boy, we go Commando! Hello everybody, welcome back to a brand new episode of This Is Game Boy. Uh, it's been a while since we recorded... Uh, actual episodes like we even got a, a light episode in between which wasn't really planned um, lots of <laughs> lots of stuff going on uh, that make make it hard make, makes that, that, yeah sure see <laughs> it's, it's been a while uh, yeah lots of stuff going on that makes it harder to like actually plan one of these to get recorded um, especially on RGL like y- even this one we're not doing live. Basically, uh, even yeah. though we kinda could have today, actually, but uh, we couldn't have done so yesterday because uh, our servers were on loan to uh, a potty and and his marathon for uh, for raising some money for Setrash. So, um, so yeah, well, here we are with a long overdue episode on Operation C. Uh, but before we dive into that, like always, we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit about what we have been doing in the meantime uh, when it comes to video games. That is, so let's start with you, EBC. What have you been playing for the past t- two months? Something like that. Oh, oh man, um,
1: obviously, WoW Classic. <laughs> the new Wrath of Lich King phase came out, so. Been doing pretty hard, going hard into that. Um, (laughs) I think I might mention this on the Cryo Hazard light episode, but I played um, High School Musical for the Game Boy Advance. Okay. Which uh, the game had a lot of potential to be pretty good. It definitely exceeded my expectations. I will say that. I was just expecting like a DDR-esque styled game where it's just all the high school musical songs and that's it.
0: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Uh, but it was like a platformer, like find the stuff. Okay. And then you had some DDR elements to it. But uh, and then you had like you have to play through the game again. So you have to play the game twice to actually get true ending for it. Uh not it, it wasn't an awful game. It it took me by surprise. It's, I mean it wasn't great, but it took me by surprise. <laughs> All right. Um just kinda I kind of messed around the GBA library a little bit, just kind of see what was out there. Um, Infinite Mystery came into my chat and was talking about bad bad video games, and then he mentioned E.T. So I loaded up ET for the Game Boy Color. To show him that there are worse E.T. games out there than for the Atari, so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that Assassin's Creed Mirage came out last month. Yeah, last month. I forgot what month we were in. Uh, so I played that Platinum. Did, that was a, a 40-hour Platinum. So Assassin's Creed Mirage went back to, like, the OG Assassin's Creed length and size.
0: Thank yeah, God. that sounds short enough. Well, short Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, cool, yeah. quote-unquote But yeah. But then I dove right into Assassin's Creed Brotherhood after that. <laughs> so I was like, well, I wanted to play Assassin's Creed 1, the original, but I have no way of playing it on a PS5. Mm-hmm. So I'd have to hook up the Xbox, go find the Xbox 360 disc, install it into the Xbox One, and ugh. I didn't want to go through all that, so I just threw in Brotherhood since we haven't played that on stream yet. Um, I think we're, like, halfway through Platinum on the game, which hopefully the next couple weeks it'll just be done. Uh, outside of that, a lot, a lot, a lot of RGL commentary. <laughs> um, RGL just had its horror marathon a couple weeks ago, and I I played Cryohazard and... Um, um Sapphire and Shiny, which is a reskin of uh Ruby and Rusty from Max Oakland. Right. And so I played those and I had to last minute commentate the Castlevania uh code not, which I didn't know I was doing literally until the night before. Like I got DM'd like right before I was going to bed, basically. Asked if I could come and the <laughs> Castlevania conot, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't ran Castlevania in four or five years, but yeah, yeah. What what could have magically have changed? Apparently, that entire speed run is different now. So, uh, <laughs> so we had to learn that on the fly. And then we did the Ghoul School conot, and no one, no one told me how the how the tournament was supposed to go because. For Castlevania, we did Double Elim because we had so many runners. Yeah. So we had, like, seven rounds, and, like, the first, like, five rounds was Double Elimination. And then we got to ghoul school, and it was only four runners. And I was like, how how are you all doing this? Like, Double Elim, I'm like, this is going literally going to be a ten-minute block. Like, what are <laughs> you guys... Like, like, people had to explain to me, I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I, it was whatever. So... We got through that, and then I'll have this nest sprint next week, uh, f- from the time of this recording, which I think I know like half of those games, so I got to do a little research this coming week to get ready for that. Then we have Feed the Kids after
0: that, mm-hmm.
1: and <laughs> I have oh, I think I got all of my games in for Feed the Kids, and the <laughs> the best part. The best part about the horror marathon, honestly, was I got cryohazard in, which is like 10 minutes of pure mashing. <laughs> and I asked in my in the submission sheet, I was like, hey, could I have cryohazard first? So my hands don't, you know, so my hands don't hurt by the time I get to the game. And they put cryohazard last. Of course. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm like, alright. I'm like, that's cool. Um, so, uh, I'm trying to find the feed the kids schedule. I thought we may have had a, a mock one out. Um, but I got grim. So I'm running at like eight something in the morning. I think it was, and it was uh grimace's birthday. So we definitely got that into a marathon. Finally. <laughs> um, if you don't know what grimace's birthday is, it's, uh, a, <laughs> it's, a uh, it's, I guess it's a license, It's a semi-licensed game. It's a McDonald's game yeah. for the Game Boy Color, so that's pretty baller. And then uh, I got, I believe Kirby's Dreamland Extra Mode in, and Maru's Mission. So cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got some Game Boy coming coming your way towards the the last week of November. So, um, and then we obviously have the Tiny Ten next month. So. Yeah, busy
0: schedule in RGL for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, RGL has kept me very, very busy the last couple months. Yeah, On top of, like, I do all... Infinite Mystery and I do all of the o knots per month as well, too. November was kind of the exception just because there was so much going on already. But uh, it's like Infinite Mystery and I do all these Codenots. We do at least one a month, and I commentate all of them. So... <laughs> um yeah no it's 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 been a wild summer with RGL it it, I don't I never thought I'd be that busy with RGL but it's actually been kind of fun Hmm. so um yeah really beyond that not a ton uh I've been I played a little bit of all that is you don't follow wrestling so (laughs) AEW for you wrestling fans out there AEW came out with a game a few months ago and um, don't buy it it's pretty hot garbage uh, it, you play it play the PS2 or PS1 Smackdown games and you've played the AEW game Gra- graphically even too like it looks <laughs> that good so <laughs> um, uh, yeah if you do buy it wait for it to be like 5 bucks or something it's not worth the money uh, and half those people don't even wrestle for AEW anymore, so... <laughs> um, nice. Yeah, beyond
0: that, that's really about it, other than work. What about you? Um. Well, since last time, I actually did uh, complete God of War Ragnarok, which only took me like eight months. Uh, <laughs> so that, <laughs> that's a long time. I, I think in-game hours, it's like 43 uh, and when it comes to me you always have to like subtract like five hours because i when i'm playing and i go eat something i leave it on so the timer keeps going unless it stops if you pause i don't know uh in some games it doesn't some games it doesn't but but i finally finished that it was it was fine i mean it's it's the new god of war like i still like the old ones better because well Open world games just tend to get boring after a while for me. Like, there's... there's, Yeah, I don't know. Like, this... That's that's, that's fair. Yeah, this one is fine, though. It's, like, not that exp Well, it is expensive. Not expensive. Ex- Expand... Ec- Jesus, it's big. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, it, it's a pretty big game, but, like, everything is sectioned off very well, so it doesn't feel like you're... Um, walking across miles and miles of nothingness, so at least it does that well. Um, <clears throat> but it was fine. It, it was a fun game. Uh, still glad I played it on story mode difficulty because with all the gaps in between, I just couldn't focus on the battle uh, system well enough to to actually like play it on a normal difficulty. But that's fine. I mean, that's what... Uh, what those uh, modes are for. So uh, yeah, I'm glad I played it. I wonder what they're gonna do next. Like I think I know what they're gonna do next when you see the ending, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see in the future. Um I played a little bit or well, maybe half the game of Nobody Saves the World. Um It's an interesting concept for a game. You're like this character that can transform into pretty much everything, um, like all different classes of, uh, of RPG trope characters, I would say, but uh, in a fun way, like your first transformation is a mouse, for example, and you can turn into a horse or a robot, uh, or just an archer or a bodybuilder, things like that. So it's, it's making a little bit fun of, uh, of the whole genre. Um, and you just go around and level up and go to, um, Um, randomly generated dungeons trying to get a crystal and and move on Uh, but the game is definitely made for two people Um, there's couch co-op and there's online co-op I believe Uh, but it's definitely made for two people because once you get further into the game you have to do like these sort of combination attacks to like break shields and and solve puzzles and uh, get further into the game and you can customize your characters after a while where you like um, <clears throat> set skills from one class on the other class um, like kind of like a job mix like in Final Fantasy games or something like that um, but. <sighs> Yeah, you can definitely see that it's meant to be played with two people, one having this kind of uh, ability and the other one having uh, something that, that works with it. So I kind of stopped after a while because it was getting not complicated, I would say, but it was getting too bothersome to like make my own combos um, and to like level up because you need to do certain actions to level up your character and then you have to combine all these different kind of uh abilities with each other and it was just getting a little bit too much for me so uh maybe i'll pick it back up again one day i think i'm i think i'm at the final set of dungeons before being able to beat a game but uh for now i, I just uh i didn't really play much further than that i so But it's a very interesting game. Like, if you like these kinds of dungeon-crawly games uh, with lots of classes and kind of poking fun at the entire uh, genre, uh, definitely go check it out. It's available on pretty much any system, as far as I know. Um, Um, After after that, kind of because it was spooky season, but I actually played it in september i believe um alan wake remastered was with ps plus one time i believe so uh yeah i, I downloaded that because um it had been a while since i played alan wake i think if you listen to one of our previous episodes i talked plenty of it back then um so i'm not gonna repeat what i'd said then. Uh, it's a cool story. The gameplay is a little bit eh, sure, whatever. Uh, but yeah, as a Stephen King fan and a horror game fan, like this is like right up my alley. Of course, when it comes to uh, when it comes to storytelling, um, and it was kind of in preparation for Alan Wake 2, which came out two weeks ago, I believe. Uh, yeah, yeah, super recently. Yeah, super yeah, yeah. recently. Um, like, I downloaded it the next day, and and, and I finished it, <laughs> like, four days later, uh, which wasn't the best idea because it still had a lot of day one release bugs that's kind of... <laughs> like, they, they didn't break the game or anything, but you could see that they needed a patch yeah. for sure. Like, s- menus staying on the screen while they're closed or, or like prompts that keep popping up that should have not popped up. Um, I I'd only had one quote unquote game breaking bug is when I solve the puzzle. Um, <clears throat> there's this, this like floating device in the water that turns around when you solve the puzzle and the item you can get is on the other side of that, f- uh, floaty thing so when you do the puzzle it turns around and you can actually get it but I died right afterwards and the save point or the auto save point was right when I did the puzzle so when the floaty started turning around (laughs) and it didn't happen it just stayed there so I had to reload the previous save which luckily was only five minutes away from that but um, that could have been bad because it was one of the collectibles you need for one of the trophies, so I wouldn't have been able to get it anymore and I was like already halfway through the game, so that would have been yeah. uh, devastating, but yeah, whatever. Um, besides that, I really, really like this game. Again, story-wise, I think the, yeah, the battling is still... It's not what the game is made for, for sure. Um, it borrows a lot from Resident Evil 4 now. Um, but it's still a little janky in my opinion, but, but you can clearly see the focus of this game is the story. Um, and, and that's what the most important thing about this game really is. Cause it's really interesting. Um, I can't spoil anything cause if anybody wants to play Alan Wake too. Like definitely recommend it. Um, again, I played this on the easiest difficulty because Thank God, unlike Alan Wake 1, Alan Wake 2 does not have any uh, trophies associated with difficulty. So uh, that's always very fun. Um, but yeah, it's it's just amazing how they set this game up. And you can like, th- this game is not only about Alan Wake, but also Sarah, uh, Saga Anderson. Um, so they have this kind of switching mecha- mechanism. Um to, like tell the story and you can use it or you can't use it it's very well done um, in my opinion the Alan Wake parts are uh, conceptually better because they go all out crazy with it which I love uh, the Saga Anderson parts are a little bit more uh, down-to-earth as far as you can be down-to-earth in a in the Alan Wake universe <laughs> uh, And yeah, they they really tied it into control, which is an amazing game and uh, The whole universe is, is really getting expanded. So it, it's it's really cool um, um, And I hope I don't have to wait another 13 years for Alan Wake 3 I uh, <laughs> Cause, yes, there will. You'll
1: get you'll get Alan Wake two remastered, and then yeah,
0: probably yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thirteen years was a long time, um because like they didn't know it was ever gonna happen, be- because yeah, it was Microsoft that let like it was a Microsoft exclusive game, and then it wasn't, and then they lost the license to the music and. It's a whole mess, you should look it up. But uh, after the, the success of Control, at least they, they had a chance to uh, to go back to the Alan Wake universe. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to see more of it uh, eventually, I guess. But I, I think Control 2 is is the next one uh, that, that will be released, which will probably have ties to Alan Wake again. Like, I mean, of course it will. Um, I played more, <laughs> weirdly enough. Um, like, Alan Wake 2 was like, what, 12, 12 to 14 hours? It's not a super long game or anything, so um, you, you can play through it in a weekend if you want to. Um, before that, actually, uh, not after that, but I just uh, put it in this order on my list, um, I downloaded one of the most amazing RPGs that came out in the last 20 years, uh, which is Sea of Stars. Um, I know a lot of people have heard about it and I think I mentioned the demo last time uh, that I really fell in love with it and and wanted to see more of it. I thought I wasn't going to pick it up immediately, uh, but I did because it it was such a good demo that I really wanted to play more Um, and I was amazed from start to finish. It's, uh, yeah if you like Chrono Trigger, get this game because it's basically yeah. the 2023 version of a Chrono Trigger game. Um, the battle system is fine. It, it gets a little repetitive after a while, but it's a very unique and cool system uh, that you can use. Um, but yeah, the story, the graphics, the music, the pacing of the game, uh, everything just works for this one like it does it never feels like you're not doing anything which is something that a lot of RPGs do have uh, where you just have downtime in between moving from one place to another or you just have to stop to grind uh, because you just can't beat something Sea of Stars doesn't have that at all like it's well set up if you just beat all the enemies while moving forward um, Without actually grinding, just beating the the things when you uh, come across them, you will always have the best possible level or equipment available to you, and you can just uh, keep on going on. Um, but yeah, it's it's a, <laughs> in my opinion, a close to perfect RPG, um, which is something I haven't experienced in a very very long time, uh, sadly. Um yeah, definitely pick it up. Um, and this game was made by the same people who made The Messenger. Uh, it's kind of in the same universe. It has like, it, it might be a prequel or another dimension or something like that. Like there's a lot of references in Sea of Stars to The Messenger. Um, and because I played Sea of Stars, I was like, hey, I, I just want to play The Messenger again, <laughs> so I did. Uh, yeah, The Messenger, fun game. like everybody knows the messenger by this point yeah yeah it's it's that silly ninja gaiden-esque open world kind of 8 to 16 bits uh game yeah it's just a lot of fun to play that game like it i I talked about it when it came out like what four years ago maybe uh so go back to one of the episodes where i talked about (laughs) it but yeah the messenger amazing game Uh, And it was it was on sale because Sea of Stars just came out, so I was like, "Yay!" (laughs) Because I think I bought it on Switch originally, and now I uh, I picked up the PS Five version. So I had trophies to hunt, which is basically beat like complete the game. That's it. Like there, there's nothing really special beyond that. To be honest, I think the only one that might be difficult, even though I almost did it on my normal playthrough. Uh, You have to like get to the fourth boss or something without dying. And um, it's very easy on New Game Plus because you have this thing that gives you double health and double damage or something. Um, So you only have to worry about pitfalls, but there aren't many on your way there um and when i was playing through the normal game i actually reached the boss and then because of a dumb mistake i died <laughs> like right at the boss so i was like oh come on but yeah it takes like pff, 10 minutes to do it on new game plus so uh yeah well, yeah those are uh the games i have been playing like it, it sounded like a lot but to be honest it like time wise um i didn't spend that much uh time on video games actually oh. yeah there you go
1: i i uh, i forgot that i played so <laughs> there was a lot of hype you probably saw it in the rgl discord that uh the friday the 13th rpg game
0: came out no but it's okay
1: on uh, i so so some some <laughs> fan person made some guy made a fan game for Friday the 13th, which basically pulls a lot of the NES elements. And you kind of go through all of the different camps at Crystal Lake. Mm -hmm. And the concept and the idea is phenomenal. I absolutely love the idea of going through every movie in the Friday the 13th series, all the old movies, not the new crappy ones, (laughs) all of the old ones. And like going through those camps and like meeting those characters. And have those characters like work with you to take down Jason. The issue is, is that in the first like 30 seconds of the game, you can encounter Jason because it's like a random like pop-up battle type of thing. And uh, Jason two shots you. You have no way of defending or fighting Jason off at the start of the game. So you can't get through unless you know 100%. On where to exactly go, and gotta get super lucky to defend yourself. You cannot get through the first half of the game because <laughs> you'll just continuously die. Wow. Uh, um. So I was, I was, I was pretty mad because like I, that, I was, I played that on Friday the Thirteenth. Like that was my sole plan to play on Friday the Thirteenth <laughs> last month, and I was so upset. Like I gave the game a solid like hour and a half try. And I was like, fine. And I gave up. And I went to go on YouTube to see if someone's like played the game and like figure something out. And I found out that there was another Friday the thirteenth game made by a fan on itch.io. Okay. It was like a it was like two bucks. And I was like, you know what? Let's just try it. And it was made in like the Unity or Unreal Engine. Wow. And it was a like walking survival type of game. Where you start off as like the original Crystal Lake crew, and you have to walk around, and Jason's after you, and yada, yada. And then, like, it fast-forwards like a bunch of years in the future, and like these kids are on the internet talking about how this camp is haunted or whatever else. So, they, the but like the four or five of them go and like check out this camp. So you get to play as them too. So you get to see like Crystal Lake, like all like abandoned and torn down and like blocked, like what wo- like blocked up and wooded up and everything else too. Like it was actually like that game was dope. Even though I broke the game one time. I fell <laughs> through the world. But that game was dope. That game was so fun. So that night was that night was spared. But I the Sea of Stars, like I own Sea of Stars because I knew it was a bit like Chrono Trigger because I've a little bit I've watched people play it, but I still haven't played it yet, and I want to. It says RPGs are hard for me to play because they take so long to play. The only time I play games is basically the weekends now. So <clears throat>
0: yeah, yeah. I I don't know how long it took me, but I would say like twenty six hours to complete it. Well, it's. Really not that bad. <laughs> it's definitely not oh, like a, like that's a sixty-hour game or something. No, it's 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 very well paced. Like I said, like it just moves. Like before you know it, you're at the end, and you're like, oh wow, okay.
1: Oh, that's not too bad. Like I'm thinking like Chrono Trigger, where I'm like gonna spend the next fifty plus hours in the game and.
0: Nah, I just... Gonna do whatever
1: into there, so... Nah,
0: nah, yeah. Plus, it, it only has two endings, so you don't have to hunt oh. <laughs> down 15 endings or something. I mean, it, it, it's an ending, and then there's a post-game, so...
1: <clears throat> oh, I see, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, But yeah, no, I, I, the, I remember when that game got released, like, my Twitter X, whatever the hell you want to call it now, was just loaded with Star stuff. Yeah. And I was just like... All right, well, I mean, like, I knew I was gonna like the game because I just like those types of RPGs. But, like, when you talk about, like, you played the demo and fell love with it, I was like that with Octopath Traveler 1, mm-hmm. the first mm-hmm. one that came out. Like, when I played that demo on Switch, I was like, I need, need <laughs> to have this game.
0: Now. I was the same, and but I didn't like it that much in the end. But I, I, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I
1: loved Octopath 1. Yeah, I
0: completed that game as well, but the battle system in that one just wasn't really for me. Uh, but I liked the rest of it. It's a very cool concept. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, I liked one so much that I speed ran it. Yeah. And I don't speed run RPGs. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Like, I have Octopath 2 over here. <clears throat> on a side table next to me that I haven't even tried yet mm-hmm. but I, if, if it's anything like one I'll love it so All right. but yeah if you're looking for a good Friday the 13th game that's not NES there's one on itch.io <laughs> don't don't play the RPG well I mean you can play the RPG one the idea and concept's great but uh, just prepare to be really frustrated for an hour before you quit <laughs> uh, <laughs> um and that one's free. So, yeah. <clears throat> but, yeah, with that, <clears throat> we're going to take a quick little break here. And when we come back, we are going to talk about Operation C. everybody hope you like that banger of jungle battle area one song um but yeah going into the game so like i said we're talking about operation c which is an interesting release because it kind of came out from all three uh all three companies konami uh pal was was it was a palcom is that yeah palcom and ultra um everyone knows who the hell Konami is and most people know Ultra but I don't know if we've ever talked about Palcom.
0: Yeah, I, I don't in think any so. Of our it, it's literally the same. It's it's just um
1: Yeah. So w- way so way back in the day companies were only allowed to release so many titles a year. And Konami being the big studio that it was had a bunch of um subsidiary companies one of the more popular known ones is ultra which was the north american variant and then we had palcom which was the european variant of that subsidiary so whenever konami would push out titles if they were about to either exceed their um their limit or if it wasn't going to be a strong title or if it was going to be released in konami as konami in japan they might release it in from their other companies in the other regions, um, so in January eighth of nineteen ninety one, uh, Japan gets its release. February of ninety one, the U S. and poor poor Europe, May twenty first of nineteen ninety two, Europe gets its release called a uh, Probotector, uh, which. We'll talk about in a bit when it comes to the box art. Yeah. But obviously developed by Konami, published by Konami Ultra, Palcom, depending on the region that you were in. The composer is Hideo Hiro Funguchi.
0: I'm assuming
1: that's how you... Oh, it's an A. Yeah. Yep. Um... This composer actually has done some banger for for Game Boy titles. We're talking Castlevania The Adventure, Karth, Skate or Die Bad and Rad, Operation C, Parodius, one of my favorite Castlevania games, probably top, top five Castlevania games, Castlevania II Belmont's Revenge, Blades of Steel for the Game Boy, Tiny Toons Adventure Babs Big Break, another really good game, and a tiny 10 game this year zen the intergalactic ninja uh they've also done other various uh titles for other systems such as twin b3 for the famicom and etc
0: um
1: this is an action run and gun game it's it's contra so
0: it is contra yeah we all know what a contra game is and what it's supposed to be like. So yeah, it's <laughs> they, they call these games run and gun. Uh, I, I guess you could kinda call it a platformer as well. But
1: uh, I, I it's some some levels, yeah. yeah. Oh, cool.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, let's dive into the plot for this one. Um, and it's a little bit interesting because I was like just checking out wiki pages and things like that. So. Um, According to one of the wiki pages, uh, when it comes to releases uh, from Contra, uh, the story kind of varies between regions as well. So, uh, like it, it just slight changes, but but there are some changes. Like for example, in this one, if you look at the uh, Japanese uh, manual, apparently you play as Bill Riser, which is like the player one in the Contra games. Um, <clears throat> but in the American manual at least uh, because Probotector will probably have a, an even different name uh, I I suppose um you actually play as Lance uh which is the second player uh in the contra games like the the NES games or the arcade games what they're based on um, operation C or Probotector or Contra as it's just called in Japan is actually a sequel to Super Contra uh, which is the arcade version the second Contra game or Super C uh, when it came out on the NES um, and it actually uses a lot of stages from uh, Super C um, so uh, there's a lot of familiar Places that you visit during this game Um, but yeah, we will just go with the plot of the American version for this one. So um, I'll take a look at the manual here. So Here we go. Today's menu features homegrown aliens Corporal Lance codename Scorpion is no slouch when it comes to -to man-to-alien combat. He and his partner Sergeant Bill Maddock Co well Sergeant Bill Riser actually, have twice defeated Red Falcon, the most despicable villain to overtake a planet, or at least try. But the danger is not over yet. The vile Black Viper has come from deep space to finish what Red Falcon started, and he did not come alone. Black Viper has transported a battalion of Battletron tanks, stealth subs, laser cannons and annihilating androids. Now, from a secret naval base on a desolate ocean island, he's planning to unleash his hideous secret weapon, a new mutant breed of killer aliens. Armed with an array of devastating weapons, Scorpion's new mission is to infiltrate the five freak laden levels of the enemy base and put an end to the madness and Black Viper once and for all. As he prepares to enter the secret army base alone, he knows it will take more than sheer firepower to wipe out Black Viper's horrific horde of mega mutants. Scorpion will have to keep his eyes peeled sharp for unceasing assault by artillery snipers, keep his wits about him as he leaps into battle against grotesque genetic mishaps. The revival of the aliens must be stopped and the ambition of the evil Viper vanquished forever. That's a long way of saying alien invasion, please kill them. So that's that's literally the plot of any Contra game. Uh, basically. Uh, yeah. Are you I
1: love how, I love how in the manual, like, they keep the story rolling. Yeah, indeed. Because, like, on the next page, it's like, living to fight another day. And then, like, the next page, lessons in mutant mashing. And it's like, <laughs> it just keeps going, yeah. dude. What a good manual.
0: <laughs> it's well set up, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, let's dive into the actual, uh, gameplay of a Contra game. Which is super simple. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, left and right moves you left and right. Up and down moves you up and down when it comes to vertical stages. The B button shoots. The A button jumps. And those are the controls. There you go.
1: There you go. You've played NES Contra. You've now played Game Boy Contra.
0: Very, very easy to to understand. Um, And luckily, also, I would say, this might be... The contra to start with because, uh, oh, 100%. Yeah, because like difficulty wise, it's definitely one of the easier ones. Uh, it can get a little rough in some sections, but uh, but most of this game is actually uh, pretty easy. Yeah. mostly due to sprite limitations, of course. On a Game Boy, you can't have like 700 enemies shooting you from every single <laughs> angle, uh, but it, it does have some uh, tough sections for sure in uh, in later levels. Uh, and the
1: bullets okay. move at you at, at the spale, at the at the spale, at the speed of a snail. Yeah, so it's
0: it's it's not too bad. So um, yeah, I, I would definitely say play this one first. Uh, I actually tried like the arcade versions on, uh, on like the collection that came out a few years ago. Um, oh yeah, I was like, whatever, it's arcade. I can just keep on um, putting money in, anyways. You cannot, you cannot. Oh. After a while, you just cannot get any credits anymore, which is oh, awful. Wow. So I cannot beat those games. Like, it's just too hard. <laughs> Even on the easiest setting, I just cannot. It's, it's it's not for me. Like, I've completed most of the Konami collections, like Castlevania and... and uh, what was the other one that got released? Uh, Turtles. Like I completed all of those Contra, I just cannot. It's it's way too hard. But uh, this one is also uh, included on that collection, uh, so definitely check this. I one. didn't.
1: I didn't realize the arcade ones were also a part of that collection. Yeah, so that's cool. Yeah.
0: I think it's the the two arcade ones, um, Contra and Super C on NES. Uh, the two Game Boy ones, I believe, and then. Um, the Super Nintendo one. Oh, and and the Genesis one. I have Hard Corps. Is that the one? Oh, Hard Corps. Yeah, I, yeah, I think yeah, that dude. one is on there as well. Uh, I forgot so, about so, that. Yeah, game. It's, it's a good yeah. collection. I just suck at Contra, so. <laughs> I oh,
1: I, I do too. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. But yeah, let's uh, let's dive into more of the gameplay. Uh, f- it's a run and gun, so you need guns, um, and this game does <laughs> does have some guns. Um, it differs True. a little bit from uh, from the first two Contras uh, in that this is the first one to enable auto fire. Um, In the other ones, you have to keep pressing the button to shoot your standard gun, at least. Um, In the other ones, you had a machine gun upgrade that took care of that, but uh, there's no machine gun in this one, you just have a, a machine gun from the start basically so um that's that's like your standard gun in this one um an old favorite comes back the spread gun um first it spreads into three bullets and then it spreads into five bullets uh good for uh for getting some coverage across the screen. Um, the fire gun makes another appearance in this one, but it's a little bit different than in Super C, where you have to charge it and then release it. In this one, it just fires constantly. Um, and it also has like an, uh, an AOE attack, because uh, it blows up when it hits something, uh, which is actually something that comes into play a lot uh, in the speed run of this game. Um, but this game also features in what is probably the best gun in this game, um, especially from a like casual playing um, standpoint, it's the homing yeah. gun, uh, which shoots five bullets that just fly all over the screen and just hit anything uh, <laughs> that, it's, that it can track down. So yeah, the homing gun is a really cool weapon. And, and this is also the weapon that actually makes this game uh, way easier than, than its counterparts. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so especially in stage two.
0: Yeah, especially in well, in, in pretty much any stage, I would say the Fort one fire might be better, but uh, but for the rest, the homing gun is definitely an amazing weapon to have, and you can you come across yeah. it right at the end of stage one. So if you can keep it, uh, that's that's also uh, very great. Um, there's no barrier in this game. Uh, like the B that you pick up that gives you a little bit of invincibility, that's not available in this game. Uh, and the rapid bullet power up is also not in this one because, well, like I said before, you have an auto fire, so um, it kind of fires rapidly either way. Oh, well, yeah. The, those are the weapons at your disposal in Operation C.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> like I, like we talked about the homing gun is what really makes the game casually a lot easier because like you can shoot all these bullets around, they kinda like spin around a little bit and then just go find an enemy. Um which we'll talk more about in number two. I mean we can even talk about the end of no, stage one, but going into the stages now stage one, we're entering Black Vipers Island base. So if you've played any Older, like, run-and-gun type games like Gorilla War or Akari Warriors anything like that. There's always the entering the base level. And that's basically what this is. This is your typical, here's Contra, here's how to play it. It's going to give you access to the guns that you're going to have throughout the game. So you can kind of see what's going on with it. Uh, I think one of the first guns that drops is Spread. Yeah. So, yep. <laughs> um... And you have platforms above you where you're going to have like the snipers kind of like hanging out and shooting at you. It's going to introduce you to wall turrets. So it's going to teach you how to duck underneath bullets as they get shot at you. Uh, it's your just introductory standard first stage of any type of run-and-gun game. Now, the boss, on the other hand, the BVN... Ca- how do you ca- catch Lewak?
0: Uh We assume so, yeah.
1: All right, BVN Keshloak. Keshloak? I don't even know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is going to be your first boss, which is a uh, submarine boat thing uh, that is going to have these missile silos on the top of it. They're going to open up and shoot bullets at you or missiles or you know whatever the, the ammunition of choice is by this um, aquatic vehicle here. And what you need to do is that you need to shoot down and blow up these missile silos. Uh, It's a relatively easy boss because it's easy to dodge the bullets when they come at you. And this is where homing is, this god tier, Mm -hmm. because typically what you'd have to do is jump and and jump, hold down on the D-pad and shoot to get your bullets to go down. But you can just shoot normally with homing and the bullet will just... Go down and start hitting the stuff for you. Um, so homing. This is this is where homing gun really really starts to shine. Uh, and then once you've blown up the the missile silos, the thing sinks, Sanks? sinks, sinks. <laughs> English is my first language. <laughs> I can't even speak it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and it'll sink. And then you kind of just move on from stage two. This is a pretty easy boss. It's actually a pretty interesting boss for Contra as well too, because typically the the Contra bosses like they come at you from the from the right, and you kind of have yeah. to face them head on, Uh and then dodge the bullets as they come at you. Because like Contra one for the NES, you have that wall, um, Alien Wars, you have mm-hmm. the turtle, things like that. But this one though is underneath of you so it kind of throws you for a little bit of a curveball at the, at the start there and it teaches you how to shoot down instead of up which you'll typically do throughout most of stage one and i don't know super kind of a kind of a cool boss fight in general i thought the sprite was actually pretty well done and i thought that the fact that you fight a submarine in a contra game is actually pretty dope too so
0: yeah very much so. Uh, BVN, no idea what it stands for, but I assume it starts with Black Viper, but what the M is, uh, like nautical, Network? I, I don't know. Uh,
1: BVN Network, maybe?
0: I, I don't know. I,
1: or BV, I guess, Black Viper Network, not BVN Network, Jesus. Yeah, I don't know. That's like say an ATM machine,
0: um, <laughs> yeah, or, or it stands for battle vehicle nautical. I don't know. Like I'm just making things up now, but
1: uh, oh. I, I would
0: assume Black Viper is BV, but the N, I, I have no freaking clue. Oh,
1: I guess I mean that next boss is BVA, so I don't, maybe. Yeah,
0: no idea. I would say nautical because it's in the in the water, but I I don't know.
1: Like, That's fair.
0: Yeah. Um. So yeah, done with this stage. So now we. Basically, go into the base, um, and the manual calls this stage "Black Viper." Extends his warmest tanks uh, because well, you're you're basically in <laughs> in the tank yard uh, of the base. Um, so you're,
1: there are so many puns in this manual.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's like, pretty cool.
1: The control like the controls for the game, but for like it, there, there's always that page that shows you like how to control the person. It's titled "How to be in commando of the situation." <laughs> there are so. <laughs> Any of those in the manual? Yeah,
0: it's it's a good manual for sure. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this is a vertical stage. Uh, so you're you're looking top down um, at your character, and you move up uh, through the level. Um, like this this stage stops a lot because you have to fight one of the tanks. Um, They are very easy because you can just stand to the side and then basically shoot the turrets. Um, Again, if you have the homing, even easier. Uh, But you can just use right about any gun, really, to get through this. Um, Right at the end, you have to shoot through um, a big door, which does nothing, which I always thought was strange, but also kind of cool. Because, like, you're not in harm by any means. Like, there's no enemies or anything like that. You're just shooting a big door <laughs> to to blow it open. Um and after that you get to the BVA Kriplon. So what would that be like armor? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, black cuz you're fighting a big yeah, tank. It, you're actually fighting like three tanks. Um set into one, I I guess the middle part is the Kriplon and the other two tanks are just there to help out, but they they like uh, transform into one big tank. So you have to shoot all of the turrets on uh, the left and right tank before the middle part opens up, uh, which kind of shoots this arc thingy towards you. Uh, It's very easy to dodge to be honest, so it it shouldn't be much of a problem. Um, If you do not have the homing, uh, gun here. it You do have to be in harm's way because you have to shoot it right in the middle, uh, which makes you be in front of the thing that he's shooting. But if you have the homing shot, again, just stand to the side and your bullets will, uh, <laughs> will take you of it. So um, nope. overall, still a very easy stage to get through. Um, but it's cool that you're not just fighting like the, the normal typical enemies, uh, which are like snipers and soldiers and things like that, but you're actually mostly fighting turrets and tanks and uh, other vehicles. So I thought that was.
1: What like, I would uh, like to know is where is Black Viper getting this technology
0: from? <laughs> well, somewhere <laughs> from an alien base. I don't
1: know. <laughs> like it, like I, I love like Con. I wouldn't say Contra is my favorite series. It definitely ranks up there. I would say top twenty, but. Uh... I've The thing I've always appreciated about at least the Game Boy Contra games are the top-down stages like this one. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I, I just love the change of pace that those stages give you. Because there is a little bit of a run-and-gun element, but there's also a where-the-heck-do-I-go-a-little-bit element and always having to be on your toes. Because like in the platforming stages, you can just hold right and shoot and probably eighty percent of the time, you'll be fine. You'll be safe. But in the top-down stages, you 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 can get attacked from all f- all four sides mm-hmm. of the screen. So, like, you have to be a little a little aware of your surroundings of what's going on there. That's why I've always liked about those
0: stages. Yeah, for sure.
1: Even in Alien Wars, I liked them a lot. But uh, yeah, once so once you blow up this giant armored machine train tank whatever whatever it may want to be. Then you have to go into stage three, which is mayhem on mutant mountain. And it wouldn't be a true Contra game without a vertical stage. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, and I love the story that the, that the, the manual gives for this. Area three mayhem on mutant mountain. If you knew about the dynamic dual destruction device waiting at the end of this level, you might think twice about climbing this mountain. And so like we talked about like sprite limits and the game being relatively easy, especially for a contra game. I would say the difficulty ramps up a bit in this stage. Yeah. Because you're so a you're so close to turrets and enemies because it's a vertical stage. And B, in true Contra fashion, nothing spawns in until the screen hits a certain height. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> um, this is this is not new to Operation C. This has been a thing literally since the dawn of Contra. <laughs> um, that's what makes this this stage a little challenging and i per like the homing gun is still great for the stage don't get me wrong but i personally prefer the spread gun for this stage because i get terrified i can just start shooting up because i don't know where the things are going to spawn <laughs> so i can just start to like hit it as soon as it starts to spawn in um and again in true contra fashion and this is old game fashion If you fall down, the screen doesn't scroll with you. You're dead. Um, So that's where I would say the difficulty in the game definitely ramps up into there. You have a decent amount of space and a lot of platforms to run across, which is actually pretty nice. Um, And a little unexpected that they give you so many... So many platforms to just jump and run across on. And then eventually you face off against what's this boss name? Dynamic Dual Destruction Device. I already said it earlier. Yeah. Then you face off against the, the 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 quad the quad D, we'll call it, I guess. Which is um I believe it's like this flying machine that comes across the top of the screen. And it has this like little flashy crystal in the middle of it. And on the sides it's gonna drop down these like alien robot flying mechanism I don't even know what to call them <laughs> and the and what you gotta do is that you gotta pop off on the bottom one and try and break it down so it stops shooting and then you have to move on where you're gonna go into a water piece here, and now you're playing Bayou Billy because <laughs> they definitely took inspiration from that game. <laughs> And you go back into a vertical climbing segment again. That's right. And you face off against that same flying mechanism that you just fought a little bit ago. Kind of like a mini-boss, so to speak. And But this time, you have this thing on the bottom of the, of the screen on the floor that is moving horizontally across the floor that when this flying mechanism comes off, you can stand on top of this thing and shoot it or it, it'll come to land and like dock itself into that platform and you have to jump off the platform and kind of just like shoot into the side of the flashing little like thorn needle things that is it's while this thing is flying it's also shooting like these big white balls at you and then eventually you'll just blow it up kill it and move on so this is like a it's like a two phase uh I might be air Yeah, we're in Air Oh, we're in Area Three. Yeah, yeah. Three? Three. Yeah, 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 yeah. So (laughs) it might be, you know, like it's like a two-phase boss going on there. Uh where you get kind of get a preview of it like halfway through the stage and then you get to finish it off at the end, which I always thought was kind of cool.
0: Yeah, it is definitely cool. Um like (sighs) If you know this boss a little bit, especially the second part of it, you can easily take it down before it even lands on on the, yeah. the tank thing. But uh, otherwise, you'll you'll be jumping and, and uh, avoiding bullets left and right. Also, it has this like two extendo arms thingies that you can blast off. Uh, it, it, it's a really cool boss, at least. Uh, yeah. But yeah, the, this stage is definitely where things pick up um just just because of the vertical climbs for sure Mm -hmm. uh they're always hard in in any contra game so uh plus it has one of the worst jumps in the entire game where you have to jump over this little river that well it forms a waterfall i guess but you have to jump over the top of it like (laughs) it, it doesn't look hard but for some reason it really is so uh, I died many a times trying to clear that jump thinking I was totally fine but, yeah. but I wasn't. so uh, and that's like, like right in front of the boss. so if you, if, yeah. you ju- if you lose your gun there, it's like oh no, come on. but yeah
1: yeah the, the jumping like the jump in the game is like a normal contra. like you have a lot of control over your jump. The problem is, is that when you jump, it looks like you're going to make it to a certain part, so you expect to land on a piece of platform. Because if you've played older games, you can kind of guesstimate where you're going to land based off of how the jump is in the game. Mm. Operation C is different. <laughs> you're like, oh, I can make this jump easily. I'm probably going to land right here, and you you don't. Yeah, 90%, 90% of the time where you think you're going to land is wrong (laughs) so it's usually shorter than where you think you're going to land so yeah i don't know what it is but i I, yeah i have the same issue with that jump too
0: yeah and it's like the old like really the only jump that have has an issue in this game but yeah what for some reason it's there and it just sucks and Sometimes you die and sometimes you don't. So that's just just how it goes. Um, All right, moving on to the next top-down stage, um, which is basically where all Contras eventually end up. But usually it's the final stage that has some kind of alien Mm. nest thingy. Um, But here is the fourth stage. Uh, It doesn't really have a name, this area, but... um, uh, the manual says don't let Black Fiber bug you because it's it's full of the, <laughs> full of these alien bugs. Um, in my opinion, the difficulty goes down a little bit again, yes. um, especially after after Area Three with the waterfall section. Um, the biggest problem with this stage is basically that there are these talons coming out of the side of the stage at some points. Um, and if you don't know they're coming, well, they're, they're gonna get you. Some of them come out, some of them don't come out. All you need to do really is just keep on moving and they will never hit you. But uh, yeah, if, if you flinch or you have to dodge an enemy in the wrong way, um, you might get uh, poked by those thingies and lose a life. Um, even though I said that the homing shot is probably the best gun in the, in the entire game, I do prefer the fire gun in this one because most of the aliens yep. that spawn from the pots or or the worms that crawl out of uh, the sites, um, they either split up into smaller enemies or they, like, shoot these spread shots. And just using the fire gun makes them blow up all at once so you don't have to worry about that. Um, it's also surprisingly short stage. Like, even... Looking to the other top-down stage where where we are fighting the tanks like I guess it's because of the slowdown because you have to stop and, and f- Kill the tanks or destroy the tanks. Uh, so it looks longer But I feel like area 4 you just fly through like it's it's nobody's business like it's, it's a really really short stage um, At the end you will come across the next boss of this game, which is the experimental spider mod Kiwala Um and this is a creepy guy. Um, it's, yeah, it's it's a, it's a spider mod. So the, <laughs> it has the front of a spider and the back of a mod, even though you don't really see that in the sprite, like the mod part. Uh-huh. Uh, but it, it keeps moving left to right, shooting this laser beam out of his butt for some reason, because uh, that's what mods do, uh, shoot laser beams out of their butt. Um, and the front of the thing will shoot like... These these spores at you, kind of like the enemies in the stage were doing. So you can only hit the spider mod in the face, um, which is easier said than done because it really moves fast from left to right, like. If it gets hurt, it even starts moving faster. So, again, the homing shot would probably be the easiest thing to use here. Um, but the fire gun is also very useful for when it shoots out those spores because it just blows them up and you don't have to worry about them. So, uh, all you need to do is stay clear from the laser, um, which is... You can see it coming. You can s- you can predict the arc, Uh um, when it comes out, so it's really not that hard to uh, to kill this guy.
1: Yeah, the, the laser itself just bounces off the edge. Think of, like, if you've ever played Mega Man 3 and you've played, and you shot the Gemini laser, same idea, bounces off the walls yeah. so in, like, a 45 degree angle. Then he has the little buggy boys that come out of his mouth, and if you're using fire or spread, you won't have a problem with at all. Yeah. But then, uh, once we blow up uh, Spider Moth Man, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we head off into Viper's Lab, the kitchen of the cursed. This is the this is the target of Scorpion's mission. The lab where Black Viper is growing his legion of out of this world warriors. After meeting the deadly cyborg robot, you must defeat the Black Viper itself. So now we are in the final stage of the game. And this is aesthetically like the game. Aesthetically is, is pretty appealing. Like they did a nice job with the graphics and everything else, but this stage, they went, they went out of their way to make this stage look awesome. Mm-hmm. This, this stage is by far the coolest looking stage in the game. And the reason I say that is so like when you first start off into this game, into this stage here, uh, You get greeted by the, the normal, you know, nerds that are running across the floor trying to jump at you or just run into you. On the ceiling, you have tourists that are shooting at you. It, but as you progress through here, you get these, like, test... I, what are they, like, there's an actual name for them, but, like... Yeah, these, inc- like, incubating crying, like, tubes, yeah. Yeah, there we go, incubating tubes. Yeah, you get, like, these incubating, like... Yeah, you get these incubating tubes in the background that have like scuffed looking Metroids, they got face huggers back there. Uh and, and they're animated. Like the background is animated. It looks hella cool. And if as you walk by some of them, especially the face hugger ones, they can jump out of the glass and attack you. So they go from the background to the foreground pretty dang quick, and it is awesome um probably hands down my favorite stage in the game and uh this is where the run and gun element of the game also comes into play because there is non-stop action in <laughs> this stage
0: yeah
1: um you're always shooting and then it wouldn't be a complete it wouldn't be a complete contra game without another vertical segment Um, so you have to go through the vertical segment, but the hard part about this one is that you have enemies above you and enemies can come out from the sides of the wall because they're also in incubating tubes. Um, and then once you get through the vertical segment, you get through some more incubating tubes, people running at you again, um, and we go into yet another vertical segment. And this time, it's kind of like an auto-scroller type of vertical segment where you have this elevator pushing you up and there are these lasers that will start to activate and go after you. So if you've played like Ninja Gaiden Shadow on the Game Boy and think of like the final stage where you have to like jump around and dodge the lasers and stuff, this one here is a lot more friendly because you can just duck you just stay ducked until you're past that little piece, and then you can uh just stand up and keep going. So it's a lot more friendly in terms of how to dodge it, but it's long. It's it's stupidly long. And then it it here's the thing: an elevator is supposed to take you to the top of the floor. This one doesn't. This one stops halfway, and then you have to finish the climb on your own. Yep. So um That's how that works, and then, once you get through that, you have, like, these, like, incubating bubbles, so to speak, on top of the ceiling that are, like, dropping domes and stuff at you, and then you come across this flying cyborg, which, ultimately, kind of an easy fight. Yeah, Um, once
0: you understand the pattern, it's actually super easy, but the first time you encounter this, you'll, you'll die. All right, you, you'll just, oh
1: yeah. Uh, the first, yeah, the first time you fight this this boss, this thing, you're, you're going to die, period. Um, so what it does is that it comes up from the ground and it goes from corner to corner and it's going to shoot missiles into your location. It's basically going to do like a missile storm into you. And it's like four or five missiles. And then eventually, if you've done a bunch of damage to it, its hands are going to fly off its body. and It's going to use those hands to try and hit you. And those hands are going to swoop down... And try to try to hit you. Then they clamp themselves to the ceiling, swoop down again after he's done a missile storm, and try to get you. Once, like what like what Mo was saying, once you have the pattern down, the fight is incredibly easy. Um, and then once you've killed this robot, now you have to go into this other super cool looking hallway with like lasers or steam or fire wherever it's coming from the ground. So you have to have pretty good timing. And by the way, your guy moves, he, I'm going to say he moves slow, but compared to like the timing you know, of these things coming from the ground, he moves a little slow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you come across Mother Brain, <laughs> essentially. Um, you have this big old incubating tube with a, <laughs> it's supposed to probably be like an alien, but it looks like a big old Metroid and you have to shoot the glass with your gun to break the glass open, just like Mother Brain in Metroid. And once you've done that, that's that's it. It's this game over. The final boss of that of the stage is incredibly easy. It's just getting to the final boss can be a little challenging purely because of that robot. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. If you thought you were in for a very big fight against Black Viper, nope. You just shoot the glass and. He can he, yeah. he literally cannot do anything so <laughs> I think in the other country games at least when you're fighting the heart of, of what is his name Red falcon no that's not the name uh, was well, something with Red, right yeah I can't, I can't remember fight it I did it anymore it was like right on my screen like five seconds ago and now now it's it's gone uh, what wait where is it I Oh, yeah, oh, I it was, was Red, Red Falcon, yeah. Like, like if, okay, you're, yeah. if you're destroying, like, the heart and the things like that, at least there's still, like, aliens attacking you from side to side. Yeah. But here it's just like, nah, just shoot the glass, man. You're, you've had enough fun in this stage. <laughs> <laughs> it's over.
1: I will say the ending sequence to this, to this game is actually pretty dope as well, too. Like, you get into a helicopter and you fly away from the island. Everything is well animated, well-sprited. And then at the bottom of the screen, your credits start to roll while everything is still animated and flying away from the island. Um, very cool ending, honestly. So.
0: Yeah. So yeah, it sounds. that's that's it. Yeah. Go go ahead. Go ahead.
1: No, and that I mean that's it. You've you've beaten Operation Operation C. Yeah, indeed. So.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, like, hey, this, this sounds like a short game. It really is. <laughs> like, it is. Like, it's a 15-minute game at best. Um, I, I yeah. don't remember how long the speedrun is at this point, but, uh, but yeah, it's it's actually a really short game, uh, especially also for a Contour game, even though the NES ones aren't that long either, but I guess they, they will clock in around 20 minutes or something if you know what you're doing. Uh, but, yeah, this only features five stages, which is... Not a lot for a Contra game. Usually it's like 10 stages or something. So, um, again, this is why this is definitely a good starting point if you want to pick up the series and, and get familiar with the mechanics. Because the mechanics work. Like, they, they work just as good as in the NES versions or uh, even the Super Nintendo game, which I always forget the name. Uh, like, I know the Game Boy 1 is Alien Wars, but is that what it's called? Well, whatever. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, everything works. Like this game controls very smoothly. Like there's not really that much lag, except for in stage three when the the rocks fall down the mountain. Um, but besides that, it's it's really fast-paced uh, running gun game that is very well programmed and has its very unique things about it, like the lap. For example, like the, the sprites work is yeah. absolutely fantastic in the, in that stage. And yes, it does borrow a lot from uh, Super C, but whatever, like it, it does its own thing for sure, which is really cool. So um, the only thing is you can only play this game with one person. Like there's no uh, second player involved in this one at all.
1: Yeah. Yeah, doing a quick look at the speedrun boards. It looks like world record right now is little, a little over eleven yeah, minutes,
0: something like that. So, like even yeah. the like this, the speed run isn't that much faster than the casual play if you know what you're doing. Um, it just uses some weapons differently than you would as a casual gamer, I guess. That's that's literally it. Um, like usually, all these. Contra games are so well made that if you know how to play it, you are basically already speed running it. Like the only thing yeah. that that you can do is die, of course. Um, so yeah. But yeah, that was, uh, that was Operation C or Probotector as it's called uh, in Europe. So let's take a look at the cover arts because they are all very different. Um, let us start with um, the American version, which basically shows you the final stage of the game. Um, you can see the uh, incubator <laughs> tubes in the background. Somehow yeah. they made a scorpion out of it. Maybe it's supposed to be a scorpion. I don't know.
1: Maybe it is. It just looks like a facehugger in the game. Yeah. So, uh,
0: But yeah, you see um, Lance here or Maybe they did it because they named him Scorpion, because that's his code name. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe yeah, that's a that's, uh, nice uh, play on words. Lance's
1: st- <laughs> I hate Lance's stance in this thing, though. Why is he doing a split while shooting a
0: Scorpion? <laughs> Who knows?
1: <laughs> like, look at his leg. Like, his, his, his hip and thigh is, like, halfway up his torso. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't know. He's... <laughs> doesn't really matter it is a, it's cool box art though like it's cool box far, art don't, I yeah, would, don't get me I wrong. Would immediately it, buy this game when if i saw this as a kid so yeah uh, oh yeah. yeah compared to your
1: guys's box art yeah
0: <laughs> well uh, I, I wouldn't say that actually um
1: i you so well yeah so yeah the american box art is lance shooting into a scorpion with the final stage as the background and the scorpions popping out of the incubator too. Mm-hmm. Yours reminds me of an anime. Yes,
0: exactly. That's that's what I wanted to say as well. Um, so yeah, I got Probotector. Like Contra wasn't the thing here. Like uh, all the NES games also were Probotector, and as we explained yep. a million times already, that's due to some laws in Germany that do not allow or did not allow um, human violence on or in video games or in imagery, um, so they just made them into robots, so that, that's it. So we got Probotector, um, and indeed this does look like an anime, and that's why I was so attracted to this game myself, because it basically looks like Techman Blade or Techno Man. Uh, if if you ever watch the that is true. Yeah, if you ever yeah. watch the um, English version of that anime, uh, which I was way into back then, so when I saw this, I was like, "Oh, cool! Is this a, is this a Technoman Man game?" Uh, it was not. It was a Contra game, but it's really cool, and I do <laughs> love the sprite work of the the Probotector armors in uh, all iterations on NES or Game Boy or uh, Super Nintendo. I, I think they're really cool characters, at least. It doesn't really say much about the game, though. Like you just see a robot right. in the middle and some claws coming up from the screen, and, and another robot. So it doesn't really tell what the game is about, to be perfectly honest. But uh, besides that, I think yeah, it's, it's a, I think it's a really cool box art.
1: I think over I think the box art overall is cool, but it, but like you said, it doesn't represent the game really at all. At least for me as a yeah. contra player, because like you have the robot in the middle of the screen, right, and then you have seemingly robot or aliens around you, but you really don't see the aliens or robots. You see like pieces of them, like you see like an arm or a hand or like a claw. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and like uh, just judging, having played the game and seeing what the background is, you're probably in stage four, just looking at this yeah. or like stage four going into stage five, something like that. But, like, if I... So, like, as a kid, if I saw this as a kid, I would have a completely different idea of what this game is going to be about. Like, I'm thinking, like, a shoot-em-up style, like, robot game, similar to, uh... What's that, uh... What's the one game that you like a lot? Not not R-Type, but the one with, like, the big, like, robot sprite.
0: Oh, um... Ah, oh, Jesus... <laughs> now I can't I would say it a hundred times and now I can't oh, ah yeah. what is it uh oh boy we had it t- yeah we had it in a tidy time for sure but
1: anyway that's what I would expect from a from seeing this title yeah. box right here because like as soon as I buy this and pop it in I'm gonna be playing as a human going across the screen <laughs> you know so. It's a completely, it's like, oh, maybe I get my robot armor later. You just, you never do. Mm, So, (laughs) but I, I will say that the cover art is, is cool. And I, I do like the cover art a lot because it does remind me of, of, of an anime style like game, but having played the game already and looking at the box art now, the box art does not represent the game very well. And that's not a bad thing. That happened a lot in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. Uh, so Avenging Spirit being one of them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Yeah,
0: yeah. well, for, for us in Europe, we were used to this. Like This came out, That's what, like four years after uh, the original Contra and NES, which was Probotector here. So for us, not for me, because this was the first time I saw it, but for people a little bit older than me... They already knew what this series was about, anyway. So, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: I could def yeah, I can see that. Like, if you knew what you were getting into, hundred yeah. percent. But, um,
0: but yeah, it does look yeah. like Battle Unit Ziot. <laughs> there that's, it is.
1: Uh, that's, uh, that's what yeah. it is. There we go. We had to dig back in the memory bank for that <laughs> one. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: and then the Japanese one, like. Ah, I typically lean on the side of the Japanese box art a lot because they usually do a really good job with it. This one, it could be cool,
0: but... Yeah, this one's literally uh, the guy from Aliens. Aliens. <laughs> like it, yeah. I don't, I don't remember.
1: He's, he's like a scuffed version of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah,
0: but like in Aliens... Let me see who the actors were. Then
1: uh, he's not Bishop. Uh, but, Ma- Michael uh,
0: Bean. That, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's Michael it Bean from Aliens, basically. Uh, and it looks like well, it's always been what was Contra. What well, it was Stallone and Schwarzenegger are the ones they base their drawings on for the uh, the NES games, and and this one is definitely uh, Michael Bean from. Uh, from aliens yeah. i think it's even the same gun that they use in aliens oh so, really yeah i think it's it's very much copied from that so uh but that's what you see here one of those drawings like those half photorealistic 80s action movie uh poster thingies uh.
1: oh it's pretty close to the same gun yeah yeah, yeah. Wow, I didn't realize it was that, that similar. Mm. Okay, yeah. Yeah, no, you are right. Well, That's pretty damn close to the Alien. Yeah,
0: game. Contra is based on the Alien franchise to begin with, so, like, it all makes sense, <laughs> yeah. of course. Yeah, it makes um, sense. Yeah. But this one is very... <laughs> like, come on, guys. <laughs> Could have
1: This is like a... This is a movie poster. Yeah. This is what... So, like, for, for those that are listening, the way that the Japanese box art is, is at the top it says... Contra in Japanese letters, underneath that says Contra, and it has this, like, cement, like, curvature to it, with some, like, alien slime and some, like, tentacles coming off of it. It kind of looks cool. And then below that, you have Michael Bean with holding his Aliens gun, front and center, highlights on his chest. You can see, like, the accents of the muscles and everything else. And then in the background, you see this, like, drooling alien, which doesn't even happen in the game unless it's the stage four boss and then on the left to bottom corner so I like get an l shape it has this like caterpillar slimy tentacle effect to it mm. and the box the box is white so everything just is like it's it's really bright and it the contrast really is pretty bad um mm. in comparison um i think if they would have went with a darker background for instead of a white box like a darker box i think this could have been a killer box mm, art right, right. But i think the reason i don't like it so much is because it's so white
0: yeah maybe yeah I've yeah but, I know I don't know I I think all three of the box arts are very unique and and enjoyable I think at they least are too. but yeah,
1: uh, yeah. <laughs> weird yeah I I, I mean they all three are decent box arts I'm I'll I'll say yeah. that right now um they're all very different that's for sure which no surprise we have three three companies releasing the same game in three different regions um that's just to be expected a lot of the times but uh typically though i don't i'm I'm just saying like the japanese box art is typically better and this time it uh it just wasn't Mm -hmm. in my it 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 was the weaker of the three in my opinion
0: yeah i don't know which one i would i i think i i think i'm just going with the probotector one as my favorite just because it reminds me of Tekken, I'm a lot, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: No, that's fair, that's fair. I, I like the first... So, like... Adult EBC would probably lean towards the Protector mm-hmm. cover art, just because of how cool it looks. But... Child EBC is 100%. If, if you put those three games in front of me, or the, those three boxes in front of me, Ninety nine percent of the time, I am going to choose the American one. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this is how that's going to be. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, like like we said, like they're all they're all unique, and and like you said earlier, all three games have. A slight variant to the story as well too, mm-hmm. which is probably fitting more for the box art in itself. So
0: yeah, for sure. Like we don't have the probe detector manual, so I, I, yeah, I can't really check how they do that. But well, whatever. Uh, it's, yeah. yeah, it's probably just robots against alien forces, <laughs> like <laughs> instead of guys. Well, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. All right, moving on from the box art to trivia, we basically set all the trivia during the episode, so there, there's not really anything I can yeah. add for that. Um,
1: I got I got some here. So the C in and the C in Operation C and Super C has been for Commando and not Contra. Mm-hmm, okay. For those of you that are not super into the the Contra lore. Um... So something is, it's a little political and I'm sorry, but like, it's like this, oh, the state on the box and packaging materials for all the home versions of Super Contra in North America, including the DOS and Amiga, I didn't even know Contra was on Amiga, oh. and Amiga versions. This was likely because name policies regarding the Iran-Contra affair, which was oh, still going sorry. on at the time. Uh, this is the first Contra game not to start its life in the arcade Yep, and be direct to console game. The story of Probotector, the European version of this game, implies that this is the same mission as the one seen in the first game. <laughs> okay, Though such statement is considered non-canon as the event of Operation C took place after the first two mm-hmm. games in the official timeline. The name of the final boss, Hayenos. He- 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 <laughs> was possibly inspired by y- y- Yukari he- he- Heano, one of the programmers of the game. The Indian Ocean Raid, also known as Operation C or Battle of Ceylon in Japanese, was a naval sortie carried out by the Imperial Japanese Navy in
0: 1942.
1: Wow. That's a- in our artwork... The artwork you can thank Tom Boy for as well too. Okay. So,
0: <laughs> all right, still that's, that's some some good more trivia for sure. Um, so yeah, uh, the the like the reception like this was a well received game actually. Um, Super yeah, well received. The, the only thing that people complained about, or critics at least, complained about back then, It's like, eh, it. it it copies Super C too much. But, I mean, at least it's not a straight port. Uh, they did some some unique things with it. So, yeah. I, I think you can uh, just ignore that, really. Oh.
1: Yep. Yeah, Nintendo Life gave this game an 8 out of 10. And uh, it praises gameplay controls and whatnot. But the thing that it criticized it on was the multiplayer element. Yeah.
0: Which is normal or for Game Boy. I mean... That, yeah. That, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's kind of a dumb reason to criticize the game, but uh yeah. Of course you wouldn't be able to play this with two people. That's oh, just, right. That's just crazy. Oh yeah, that's uh
1: I, I mean I mean Titus the Fox figured it out the same. <laughs> well figured it out is the same much, but they tried. Let's
0: uh let's just call it like that. Um <laughs> So yeah, that's uh that's Operation C. We'll be diving into our our thoughts about this game and some other stuff uh, after we take a little break uh, because my voice is getting shot again. Uh, luckily, you guys <laughs> didn't hear what happened before we started recording because oh, uh, I thought I was dying literally. Like suddenly, my voice was completely gone. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna take a quick break and uh, then we'll be back with uh, our closing statements and whatnot for this episode so see y'all soon
1: back everybody hope you enjoyed fortress of flame area 5 music there um so yeah dive in into our thoughts about the game we'll start with
0: you mo yeah i don't have really have super much to say about this but i I played this a bunch as a kid over at a friend's house pretty sure i beat it because again it's not that difficult if you keep uh, going at it um one thing we didn't mention is this game only has two continues by the way uh you do get extra lives every 10,000 points, 100,000 points, whatever. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's short enough that it's not really a problem. Um, like I said before, this was my introduction to the Contra series. Although for me, it was Probotector. Um, I think the next one I played was the NES one, which was actually Contra, though, not Probotector. So I was a little bit confused at first. <laughs> what was the difference? But uh, uh, yeah. Later on in life, I understood that it's just because of uh, the weird loss in uh, in Europe surrounding those things. Um, yeah, I like this game a lot. Like, I pick it up from time to time just to, uh, to play through it. Especially because it's so short, so it's it's like a 20-minute playthrough or something. Because um, I, I do die <laughs> when I haven't played this game in a while. Uh, <laughs> but I really like this one. Like... I definitely prefer this over the sequel. Um, I don't know. it, it just, just a very mechanically well-made game for a Game Boy. Um, especially already in, well, quote-unquote, 92 when it got released here. But it was made in 91. So, um, yeah, I really enjoy playing this game from time to time. Um, those are basically my thoughts on history with this one
1: yeah i didn't play operation Steve until super super late in my gaming life i guess uh i didn't have any of the contra gameboy games growing up at all um my gameboy library was pretty small as a kid to begin with but i grew up playing the original contra for the nes because almost what kid didn't in some fashion um because i remember playing this i remember playing that living hell out of contra 1 putting in the Konami code for the extra lives, playing with friends uh, whenever they were over to play it. But, uh, and then, like, as I was going through, like, I have played this game pretty late in Game Boy Adventure as well. So, like, by the time I've got to Operation C, I've already played and beaten Contra 1, Super C, Alien Wars on both SNES and Game Boy, and I've played a little bit of Hardcore already, too, on the Genesis. Mm-hmm. Um... So by time, so like I got to Operation C after I've played and beaten those games, um, but I, even though the game came out pretty early and was incredibly simple, it still was able to keep my attention throughout the entire game. So like it always wanted me; it was always having me asking for more in the next coming stages, and it always delivered that more element to me, but in my opinion, Stage 5, the final stage of the game, really is what made the game for me. Like, if you had had the same atmosphere of Stage 5 throughout the entire game, this would probably be a top 10 Game Boy Mm -hmm. game for me, easily. Um, Because I, even though the Stage 5 final boss is you know, whatever, like... You earned that 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 ending, <laughs> like, yeah. uh, like you, It felt like you you earned it. You went through this awesome looking lab. You fought this stupid robot thing that probably will kill you a couple times before you figure out how to fight it. Um, like you're going through like what's it would like a a a hell laboratory with facehuggers coming at you. Like, atmospherically, that final stage is what really made Operation C for me. Uh, I think the entire game is fun, but that final stage is really what drew me into the game. But, yeah. Uh, Retro Achievements. I know nothing about Retro Achievements. If that's all you... Yeah,
0: it has a list. Maybe... I don't know when it came out, but I haven't played it apparently on this, so definitely later. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, usually I, I, I immediately do these things, but um, yeah, basically the retro achievements are clear the game. That's uh, simple enough, but it does get more challenging than that, of course. It also has achievements for clearing every area uh, without losing a life.
1: Uh, Yeah, let's say without getting hit or something, probably. And it
0: also has a set where you complete all the areas only using the default gun. Um, honestly it's not that hard, I would say. Like I I think I would be able to do it as well. Um, it won't be easy, but it it, it's not uh overcome. Impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Um and then there's a few more achievements for like getting score earn one hundred thousand points. Uh, Yeah, that's probably, what I think it's 100,000 points for an extra life. And then uh, the biggest achievement, I guess, is clear the game with less than 60,000 points and without using a continue. So that's basically a pacifist challenge uh, achievement. So yeah, that one might be hard, but all the rest of them are definitely very doable. So uh, a good one to pick up, especially because it's so short, so you can learn it and you basically learn the speed run if you do it without losing a life. So uh, there, there's that for you, yeah.
1: That is true. Uh, Yeah, speed run signal. I just had to, oh, I closed, <laughs> dumb. Yeah. Let me go back to, oh, I'm to, what it has to spell speed run. Operations.
0: <laughs> well, like we mentioned. I, haven't, I don't, what, what? yeah, I
1: just. I don't log into speedrun.com, like, at all anymore. Yeah, me neither. I, ha- I have, like, 4,200, like, mod- mod- moderator things over them. So, like, I just don't. <laughs> um, so the game has three, three uh, not three boards. Well, I guess three boards. It has one leaderboard with three options in it. So the main one is any percent, which is just getting through the game as fast as possible. Combustible Dan has that record with 11 minutes and 19 seconds. Um, and it looks like that was a year ago looking at activity looks like Rayo and Smart Alec are the most recent runners of the game from 3 months and 6 months ago mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so and, and I know Toad22484 did this game a long time ago like 7 years ago so I think he was the one that originally like made the board for the game uh, it was either him or Mr. K so yeah. There's a, there's a low percent, uh, which is beating the game. I'm assuming with just the standard gun. Yeah. It doesn't even say Oh here we go, category rules. Finish the game as fast possible using the standard run. Yep, yep. Yeah. Uh the record for that is not much different than the any percent record. Combustible Dan also has this one with a time of eleven minutes and thirty-three seconds. Mm-hmm. So only 10-ish seconds maybe faster or yeah slower than the any percent run uh and then pat then there's a pacifist board (laughs) (laughs) which you know like all right um show rules finish the game as fast as possible without shooting anything except things that make you progress in the game bosses and mini bosses the wall and area too yep you can't shoot you can't Shoot, boss projectiles. (laughs) Snipers snipers during the first climb in Area 5 can't be avoided. Two deaths are necessary to progress. Another death is probably unavoidable during the elevator part. Right, right. This combustible, Dan, is the only runner for this board with a time of 14 minutes and 27 seconds. All right. There There you go.
0: Yeah, like
1: I It looks like there looks like there's guys and forums for it as well too. Like there's a quick kill tutorial, there's there's a TAS video. Um yeah, it looks like there's there's a there's a Contra Discord apparently. Like it looks like there's some some stuff for the game too. So if you're looking to hop into it, like there's there's stuff out there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and you combine all three of these runs with the achievements, then you got them all as well. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Cool.
1: Sorry, I'm still making this this, uh, (laughs) fox art black Yeah, I I was looking over (laughs) if we had some
0: questions for this game, but we do not have any questions for this game. So we can can actually move on uh, from that section. Um, The community events, well, we talked about a few of them, but um, depending on when this episode releases, um, some of them might already be gone but like on rgl we have the snes sprint from uh november 18th oh no it's just november 18th it's, it's just a race uh, yes yeah,
1: snes sprint is just a marathon yeah, it's, thing it's like the tiny yeah. time
0: and then we have feed the kids from november 24 to through november 26th which is our yearly uh our yearly marathon to uh to raise some money for I keep forgetting what it's called. It's not Feed the Kids. That's not the organization. Um, doesn't it say here? Or-
1: yeah, it's. Uh, let me pull it up quick. I know. I, I had it on the tip of my tongue. What it's for, too.
0: Yeah, I can't come up. It's what it's right now.
1: You just we just you just hold the heck on here. Like I have it somewhere. It's. It's like you do nice things. It's a charity that you. It's like you do nice things for. Like you put, you give them money and they do nice things for other people. It's not just like one specific thing. Hmm. It's a, a multitude of, of different things. God damn it! I just had it up to... You don't need to blur that out either, like <laughs> We're now a PG thirteen podcast. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully, they didn't take down the page. Yeah, they didn't. Random X. Yes, there it is. there we
0: go, Random acts, Yeah. Jesus, mm-hmm. there we go. So, yeah, that will be coming up soon. But I, I well, maybe this episode is out by then. I don't know. Uh, and after that, we got uh, the Coin-Up Classic, uh, December 1st through December 3rd, which is a marathon featuring uh, all arcade games. Well, that's very exciting uh, to see. Um, and after that, I, this might be the, clo- yeah, this, this is probably the closing event for, uh, this year on RG, well, ev- event, I say, we, we probably still have, uh, other things going on, uh, like the weekly shows. But, um, on December 9th, we will have Tiny Town 14 oh, look forward to that, because sure. that's the Game Boy, uh. Marathon we have um and I can go I can go over the list of games we have for this uh for this one actually but I'll have to pull it up because I forgot what the list is. (laughs) Oh boy. My mind is is really not not present at all. Um oh this is tiny ten thirty. No, that's not what I need. Um where the hell is my tiny 1040 list? Uh Well, whatever, we got Shaq Fu, we got Prehistoric Man, we got Beavis and Butthead, um, Amazing Spider-Man 3, Invasion of the Spider, Slayers, Zen Intergalactic Ninja, as we mentioned earlier, Uh, Dr. Mario, levels 0 through 10. Uh, What else do we have? Uh, Mercenary Force, that's another one. and then I, I, I've got, oh, we got golf. Everybody's super excited hey. for golf. Uh, and we got McDonald's land. That's also a game. Yeah. Uh, and our Japanese exclusive game this year is uh, Jaiba. It, it, it's a longer name, but just say Jaiba. I think that's all the games. I think yeah, so. I, th- I think I got all 10 of them. If not, well. You, yeah, yeah you'll find out when uh, when it comes comes out for sure. <laughs> well, I have a list here. Yep, I got. Oh, I got yeah, them all. dude. Yeah, I got them all. That's all of
1: Yeah, dude. The dark, darker box art was the way to go. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Everyone's gonna be like, "What?"
1: <laughs> Literally just spent the last like ten minutes like darkening the box <laughs> art. <laughs> Yeah, they show it with a much darker boxer. it looks way cooler. Oh, then we have, oh, we have our awesomely not scripted, -scripted (laughs) well-scripted finale. I gotta change the background. That's a smidge. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've sent this to you. I didn't do a great job, but, you know, on-the-fly Photoshop work. Where yet? Where yet? Dude, look at that. Way better, dude. Um. <laughs>
0: yeah, it, yeah, it's cooler. Yeah. Way better. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. Um. All right. Konami hired me. I'm ready. <laughs> um. I'll, I'll do all of your future Contra games, even if they're pachinko games. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, oh, we also got some more marathony stuff going on. So, like, we always got a lot of stuff going on with RGL. Uh, Tuesday nights, every other Tuesday is golf night with Kat and Vani. Then all the other Tuesdays in between there are sports nights. So, like, baseball, hockey, things like that. Uh, Mondays are randomizer Mondays. So, if you're into watching randomizers, this isn't, this isn't just Super Metroid and Link to the Past. These could be things like Earthbound, Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy, etc every every wednesday or every other wednesday on wednesday nights uh we have W A S D Wednesdays with uh Toad and Kavik I believe uh friday night next friday from this recording so november 17th something like that uh there will be the RGL retro race night playoffs Uh, which is something that we did every Friday night uh, where we get to blindly play through a list of whatever games that get randomly chosen on stream. And we'd have, you know, seven, eight of us try and get as far as we could or get to a goal in a race setting. Uh, Playoffs start for that on Friday, coming up here. And then we have, where's my other Discord channels? Power Up with Pride is doing their Winter Pride event. Uh, and they'll be starting that on December 14th. So we've got a December marathon coming in hot here. If you don't know what Power Up with Pride is or their, win- or their uh, Pride marathons, uh, they usually have one in the summer and in the winter. Um, it is a fantastic, fantastic marathon ran by an amazing group of people. Uh, and they raised money for the Trevor Project, which benefits the LGBTQIA community. Um, we have some pretty, pretty good bangers coming out in Winter Pride 2023. Um, Blue, who is a big part of RGL, is going to be doing Chippendale DuckTales uh, on on December 15th. Looks like we got some, some Dune. We got some Kirby going on. Sonic. So we definitely got uh, some big things coming, coming down the path here, it looks like, for Winter Pride. Obviously, we got Pokemon. You Gotta have Pokemon. And, ooh! Gargoyles Quest 2 is being played. Cool. That's cool. We don't get to see that very often in a marathon, so uh, that'll actually be pretty dope to, to actually see played and RAN. So. Um, and that'll be on Sunday. It looks like this is a weekend-long marathon. So definitely put that on your calendars to check that out. Really cool runners uh, ran by a, a very awesome crew of people. So, uh, And obviously we have... Oh, I think GDQ just released their, their game list. So let's go over there real quick and see how little Game Boy games there are in that list. Um, <laughs> for those... <laughs> so awesome games done quick will be running from january 14th to january 21st and it'll be in pittsburgh pennsylvania so if you are if you like the cold you like a little bit of a smelly river uh and you like a little bit of american history this is right up your alley because pittsburgh is actually a pretty cool city having grown up uh, like half hour away from it uh I, I like Pittsburgh quite a bit. I think it's a it's a pretty cool place to be. Um, if you're still going to the event, I believe there's still tickets and stuff available. So go ahead and go to Gamesunquick.com to go check all that stuff out. But let's see here. Any... Oh, there's a Game Gear game. Holy smokes. Hold the phone. Game Gear? No. There is... And it's opening day. Oh my <laughs> lord. Wow. Holy smokes. Alright, well, opening day. And it's the one, two, three, four. It's the fifth game of the of the marathon. There is a Sega Game Gear game called Tales Adventures. So Wow, that one caught me super off guard. <laughs> um Huh. Alright, well. Um, and then, okay, so there's a Game Boy player game called Heim's Hi- Quest. I don't know what Heim's Quest is. I've seen bits and pieces of it on Twitter, but I don't know what Heim's Quest is. No idea. Um Is that literally the only, Oh, we go. Oh, God, of course. Pokemon Crystal Randomizer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Full Item Randomizer Co-op. Great. Another Game Gear game. Infinite Mystery. Oh, my Lord. Ninja Gaiden on the oh, Game Gear wow. will be played. Wow, this is fantastic. Two Game Gear games. Wow. Kirby and the Amazing Mirror will be a three-player co-op uh, from uh, Kob- Kobazco. I can't remember. I don't know how to pronounce their name. Shasta and Swordsman Kirby. Uh, cool, those, actually. I actually. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be interesting to watch. Um Yeah, that's it. For handhelds in a way. Yeah. So Yup. Yup. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like I said, I mean, there's two Game Gear games, and that kinda of blows my mind a little bit at least. But uh Yeah. they have well oh, they have Clock Tower even. Wow, the old Super Famicom Clock Tower, the original. Oh, they got some decent games here. They might not be Game Boy games, but they got some decent games in here. I'm not going gonna... <laughs> to. I, Mega Man 3. Yeah. All right. Big old Mega Man block. All right. Yeah.
0: That's always fun, but usually at a time I'm asleep. So,
1: yeah, that's fair. Well, I think it's like oh, Octopath Traveler 2. Okay. Oh the original Diablo? Dang, Goof Troop. Huh. God Beetlejuice. Um for the NES. Yeah, alright. Yep. This will be a GDQ I watched for sure. Wow, there's a lot of really good games, this GDQ. I. They may not be Game Boy games, but they're games I, I don't get to see in a marathon all too often. So I'm actually pretty uh that's exciting yeah it's, I'm actually kind of excited to watch gDq this, this coming time so <laughs> that's that hasn't happened in a few years <laughs> so yeah uh cool and with that so that's all there there's a lot more that's going on as well too there's so many other marathons happening right now I'm sure there's a lot of charitable marathons happening right now too that's you know going towards a really good cause as well it's just there's so much stuff and speed running is really like the speedrunning communities are pretty weird in that they're, ne- they're there's no like central area that unifies this information, it's all super like separated out. So, if you don't follow a certain person or like a certain like community, you'll never know about some of this other stuff.
0: All right, yeah. so,
1: um, that's the that's kind of always been the detractor of the of the speedrunning, it's one of the detractors from the speedrunning side of things, but uh, I'm sure there's a lot more going on out there um, so definitely keep your eyes peeled on the Twitter that, that blue sky Twitter alternative now Discord obviously So, um, and with that we'll go into our awesomely scripted outro here, if you have any thoughts and suggestions about the podcast uh, let us know You want to hear them, whether it's a review on your favorite podcast uh, platform, whether it's messaging us on the Twitter, messaging us on Twitch, Discord, hopping into one of our streams while we're streaming. Uh, We'd love to hear what you all think about the podcast, um, the good and the bad. I'm going to warn you now, if you come into my my stream channel like some guy did yesterday and tell me how to play a video game, I'm probably going to ban you, so uh, don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um what an idiot. <laughs> so yeah, don't do that in the future. Um and if you are if you were a listener that I banned, well um DM me on Discord, we'll have a chat. <laughs> I'm a pretty reasonable human. Uh and with that you can find me, ebloodedcandy Candy, on Twitch, Twitter slash X, whatever it's called now. Um YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. I'm not on that blue sky place, so don't even look for me there. Uh, and you can find our awesome, wonderful producer, Sprinty Legs, uh, Sprinty Legs on Twitch and Twitter, Legs on YouTube, and go check out their project website, sprintylegs.com, where you can see the Game Boy manual database so you can see if we have your Game Boy game manual. Up there so you can finish uh, finish that game that you're playing through. Uh, I know she's been pretty big into uh, the fighting scene lately. So uh, there might be some stuff there about that as well, too. Mo, where can I find you?
0: You can find me on Twitch, YouTube. Uh, I refuse to call it anything but Twitter and Instagram, <laughs> all slash Uh, which is M-O-E-L-L-E-U-H. I haven't even heard of that blue sky thing. So you will definitely not find me there, nor do I have any interest in going on any other social media. So uh, those will be your options to find me. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I signed up for it. I never got a code for it. And I honestly forgot about it. So until I saw it on like Twitter earlier today, I was like, so and so at Blues. I'm like, all oh, right, that's a thing still. So, um, yeah, I just, I use the only thing I use social media for is literally this stuff here. Yeah. Like gaming stuff. Um, uh, <laughs> unless it's Instagram, but, um, but yeah, we have a Patreon, which we still need to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> We've been only saying that for a year mm-hmm. now. Um, <laughs> We have a patron. If you do want to be a patron to the podcast, uh, we do have, I think, tiers available that you can subscribe to. Um, we do need to sit down and rethink the tier, for sure, system. Yeah. I guess uh, we just haven't had we just haven't had time to talk about it or even think about it honestly. Um, but we do appreciate that that patronage um, a lot, honestly. Uh, we do have a PayPal. Which <sighs> PayPal's great and all because you don't have to do the subscription thing, but we have no way of knowing if you supported us monetarily through that. So if you do, please let one of us know. We want to thank you in some fashion. Uh, with Patreon, we can tie that into Discord, and they can get access to a bunch of different stuff. They can get access to notes and everything else. So uh, that that connection is pretty seamless. So if you do, if you do do PayPal, please please let one of us know um we have a merch store as well uh we can get a shirt pretty nice quality shirt i have a couple of them uh i've had them since we first launched and the screen print is still intact it hasn't faded or anything so and i wear the shirt pretty often and we have a coffee cup which you know best seller on the site It's just a basic coffee cup, nothing special, but uh, it has our logo on there. It says, this is Game Boy. Uh, Just a nice little thing that you kind of put on the shelf, or maybe you want to sip your morning morning joe with it to get the day going while listening to the This Is Game Boy podcast on your drive to work, uh, or your train ride, or however it is that you get from point A to point B. We know the economy is... Pretty much in shambles at this point, and money can be kind of tough and tight, especially now that we're getting into holiday season. Yeah. Um, because holy smokes, it's basically the end of 2023 at this point, and we're going into holiday season already. My my radio station has already changed the Christmas music, so I'm looking for a new one already. <laughs> and uh, yes, I still listen to the radio because <laughs> um, I'm old. Um, so. We're getting into the holiday season, so 100% get it. And you know what? You can support us 100% monetarily free. Listening to our podcast, leaving reviews, and just chatting with us is so much support in itself already. It just gives us that little bit more motivation to keep things running, keep things going, and keep pushing out these episodes. We understand that this episode did take a few months to get pushed out. We had some real-life stuff going on that we needed to take care of. Um... But here we are talking about talked about Operation C, and hopefully we can get this keep we can keep that train uh, rolling a bit faster. Like I said, we, it's going to be a little weird holiday season. We we do have stuff going on. We have lives outside of the the microphone. So um, did I miss
0: anything? Not really. But uh, if you want a quick way to access all of the information we have just oh, given yeah. you, you can visit our website. At thisisgameboy.com um, you can find links to everything we talked about on that uh, on that website um, it was offline for like a few weeks that's because we uh, changed registrars that's what it's called I guess um, yep so yeah we moved it a little bit around it took a while for everything to get started again but uh, But yeah, it's back up and running and at a very, very, very much lower cost than it was before. Uh, Mostly because it was tied to uh, another project that didn't really get used anymore. It cost way too much, so so uh, yeah, lot, so yeah. we just uh, <laughs> removed that out of the equation. Um, the only thing that doesn't work is that SoundCloud widget latest episode thing, but we're looking into that and hopefully yeah. we can get that fixed. But um, yeah, otherwise you can always just find this on on the, the episodes are always on SoundCloud, so uh, definitely yep. go check
1: in you, in YouTube eventually, and YouTube
0: eventually. So indeed, yeah, yep.
1: But uh, yeah, oh, we gotta figure out. Oh, here we go again, just like just like normal. We gotta figure out what the next episode mm-hmm. is gonna be. Yeah. And I think it's my turn to actually choose this yeah, one
0: because I picked Operation C, indeed.
1: Oh my God! All right, let's hold on here. This is just like the old days here now. <laughs> Whoa, what's going? Whoa! Well, listen here, Google Sheets. You, you changed something. And I don't like it. There we go. Oh. trying to remember what even things we've done episodes on. All right, we ain't doing an episode on Lucky Luke. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> what that game? We've already done Shippu Iron Leaker. Mm-hmm. We did Poco. We did Poco Neon. Yep. Have we done Masakari Den Den Denzetsu Kinteraru Action Hen?
0: <laughs> Not that I know of. <laughs> I don't even <laughs> remember what that is. Have, have I played that even?
1: I think yes, you have. I, at least I think you have. Yeah, in a
0: way. probably.
1: It's uh, you were this, you were like this little like Japanese kid, and you eventually get like a bear pet and an axe that you have to swing across pegs oh, on towards right. the end of the that stage. Thing. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I have
1: yeah, to, yeah, 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 with like sumo wrestling and like arm wrestling right. mini games and stuff right. like that.
0: Yeah. Wow, that's been a while.
1: Yeah, that's been a hot minute. I think I, I think I did a Parasol Henneby light.
0: Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we might have mentioned it, but, Oh, yeah. Oh my
1: god. We can just do King King we can do King James Bible. We did Maru's mission. Did we do Ninja Gaiden Shadow? Ah. Uh, I thought we did We did something with Enemy, I thought, di- didn't we? Yeah,
0: yeah, that was... where? where yeah, yeah, was yeah. That,
1: where, Jesus. Or was that Hero? Oh, my lord. You would think we'd have this stuff organized. Dude. Maybe in my off time I'll make a list.
0: <laughs> Wait, we did need <laughs> the God and Shadow with Enemy indeed, yeah.
1: Okay. Did we do Avenging Spirit? <clears throat>
0: hmm... <laughs>
1: feel like we've had to have done a Spirit.
0: Have we done a Spirit? Not seeing it immediately.
1: But if we have it, we're doing a Vengeance Spirit. Let
0: me see. Well, it would be nice if this worked, but...
1: That's why I'm, I'm trying to search
0: it too, it's just, it's not, just not working. working. No, we have not done <laughs> Avenging Spirit.
1: Nope. We haven't. No. Well, guess what we're doing next, then. <laughs> we're doing Avenging Spirit All right. next. That's a cool game that not many people know about.
0: Yeah, I haven't played that in ages.
1: I haven't played it in a while, either, so I can't wait to be really frustrated on stream playing it. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, it looks like I beat it in an hour blind like back in 2017. All right, been a while. Indeed, <laughs> it's been a hot minute. All right, so yeah, the next time you hear from Mo and I, we'll be talking about the cute little ghost factory of Avenging Spirit. Yeah. Until next
0: time. See you all later. Hopefully before 2024, but we'll see because it's gonna be it's gonna be busy. And otherwise, we're have, have have some very nice holidays and have a uh, have a happy new year. Yeah.
1: Legs gets to listen to us clear our third for the next two minutes and, uh,